Blog Talk Radio. out there. Happy birthday to you. Friend of the show, uh, Lena Chanel. She's a cancer and uh, my brother Gary is a cancer. And uh, they say cancer is a head of household. Like Tauruses. Head of household. Yeah, those cancers. Boy, don't mess with those cancers and Tauruses. They run the case. They, they want to act like they run shit. <laughs> anyway, but uh, we look forward to the birth of the uh, Leos. Hello. Coming in strong here Hello, after, man. like you say, after midnight. Woo! Yeah, yeah. Leo the lion, and we can roar for And sure. we're approaching mid-month uh, July for all the people out there having blazingly hot days. Oh, yeah. Man, pimping ain't easy. Phoenix is going through it. Pimping is not easy, boy, I tell you. They One said Phoenix has had above 100 degrees for like 22 days yeah, in a row. It's crazy. It's crazy. You can put yeah. an egg on the pavement and fry it up. Man. Nah. There ain't no paying. It's really sad. It's really That's a sad. lot of heat. Yeah. A lot of heat. Yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. Uh, our first. Uh, We're going to break the ice a little bit? Yeah, what do we uh um, first thing, what are we talking about? Yeah, this, something uh, well, something I experienced firsthand. Hmm. Uh, we're going to open it up with, um, I'm going to put them out there. I went to the Founding Farmers in uh, D.C., and at the end of the ticket, they put a surcharge on there. It was a quote-unquote wellness charge. So I inquired, I said, what the hell is this? Hmm. Mm. They they tell me that it's for the employees for their wellness and, you know, mental health and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, shouldn't your employer pay for that? But they're trying to put the mm. surcharge on us as a customer. Mm. So it's kind of mess. It was optional. So we asked the waitress to take it off. Mm. We, we Good didn't move. pay it. Right. But if you hadn't questioned it. They they you they would have paid that twelve dollars. So most people just sign the bill and keep rolling. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times um, when you go to restaurants, they don't itemize stuff for you. Now they just put the total bill, and that's it. 
a lot of times. Yeah. But that that wellness charge was at the end, and um, we questioned it, like you know what's going on. So, you know, my thing is, what you guys think? Should we pay for that, or should the employer pay for it? Because they, well, let me let me say this: that they found a farmer's claim that includes a lot of things. Um, it says not a gratuity. This thing, um, it's a surcharge is added to all dining checks that supports free mental health resources for our teens and their families. Access to um, health insurance, paid sick leave, and increased operating costs. And they specify it is not a gratuity. So that, to me, sounds like it's optional. But why should me as a customer be paying for that? What do you ask? You want to take that one, Papa D? Because otherwise, I'm not going <laughs> to. He, 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 he got a lot going on. He, he I'm going to take a minute to do that. Okay, with him, You know, I tell you what, you know. <laughs> I got something. Go ahead. Oh, you, oh, you, no, want, no, you want to close ahead. it. Okay. No, I'll close it out. Go ahead. You know, I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you what. Now, the question was, or the situation was, is that a restaurant was charging money for mental health, mm-hmm. and they're claiming that it's for the health and welfare of their staff. Am I saying this right? Yeah. Now, my question is this here. You know, when you sit down in your conference rooms and you come up with these bright ideals, okay, I'm going to say this here. First of all, I'm not falling for the okey-doke, for one, and I'm not into buying snake oil. I just come to that point in my life, and I don't care if snake oil is attached to mental health, religion, uh, vegan, whatever it is out there you think that's wholesome that you want to tie your snake oil to, because some people just fuck with snake oil. That's just what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, they they got a box of tricks, and the tricks include usually cards, hardball eggs, uh, walnut shells with marbles underneath them. Uh, what else? What else do do? Oh, when they do that what thing, <laughs> like follow the marble. If you can tell me where and it is, and it's underneath a walnut shell. Okay, mm-hmm. red cups. Yes. Okay. The red cup. I've seen that. To make the no. This is all part of what's called snake oil, and we can't leave the mighty, 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 mighty world of religion out of it because, and no disrespect to anybody's religion out there, but I just think that the religions sell more snake oil than anybody. They store it in the basement of the damn church in most cases. No disrespect to religion. They sell all the snake oil next to the World's Fair. Okay. So it's religion, World's Fair, and then everybody else in the world selling snake oil. And I think this restaurant, they claim they're going to do. Now, here it is again. It's on the back of your receipt on the back end. Now, my question, were you informed that this was going to come down before you sat down to eat? Nope. There nope. you go. They there you go, because you probably would have left. Yep. You probably would have got out of there. But somebody hands you a thing because you're all spirited. The food was good. The service was nice. And some people don't even see it on there. 
Half the people had a couple wines and stuff or a couple drinks. They're so fucking oblivious. They don't know. And how much was it you said the uh, price was of that? Twelve dollars. Twelve dollars. See, they didn't round off to fifteen. They made it twelve. They gave it an odd fucking number, so it would just slide in through the joinski joinski. Two more than ten, but no more than. Don't go fifteen. Somebody mm-hmm. gonna notice it, but go two more than ten. <laughs> so my bid on this is a big thumbs down. Y'all full of crap. You jokers is hurting. And you you gonna put on somebody's credit card on the back end? That's a damn shame. It is and then tell people before they sat down that that was gonna come at the end. Mm-hmm. How you gonna do that? Yeah, true. If you're gonna butt fuck me, at least let me know what kind of Vaseline you're gonna use. But, is all I'm saying. But two, they should have it posted. See, somebody need to call them on the carpet on that. Exactly. That's, that's what I'm saying. Posted, and that's why it's optional. Mm-hmm. Right. That way you don't waste my time putting it on my receipt. Right. I don't want it. No, Table 4 doesn't want it. Yo, what do you call that machine? The PDS? Or P- oh, the POS. POS machine. Mm-hmm. No, Table 4 don't want it. <laughs> yeah. Don't put it in. Yeah, we're going to opt out. So, I, I just, I, I agree. I long-winded. I'm no, sorry. but I, I agree with what both of you are saying. And I think that it's a shame that the restaurant even tried to pass that on mm-hmm. to the customer. Because I feel like, to me, if you want to offer... Uh, mental health support and wellness to your employees, that should be a fringe benefit of your employer. Mm-hmm. Why are you trying to pass it on to your clients, to your customers? Because mm-hmm. the employee don't want to pay for it. And, and that's a problem. Right. And I'm saying if you're trying to do all of this and say, oh, we're so concerned about the mental health, of our employees if when that's real. pay for it. If that's real, I'm just making a point. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that if the company claims to be so concerned about the mental welfare of their employees, then put your money where your mouth is. That's all I'm saying. Put your money where your mouth is. Don't pass it on to other people. Don't pass it on to your unsuspecting clients or customers when they come in, because like you just said, Papa Didi, it's too easy to get happy in there, drinking drinks and laughing with your friends and all of that, and then the bill comes and somebody says, oh, no, no, y'all put your wallet away. I got this. And you just grab the thing, sign it, and keep it going. And then later on, when you finally get around to looking at it, you go, what is this $12 thing? Right. That's a what? But you're not going to see the $12 because you're looking at the total. Right, tip. if it's not itemized, then you don't see it. No, anyway. I mean, you're not going to see it once you get home and you sober up the next morning. Mm-hmm. All you see is that you spend $143 mm-hmm. at this place. You don't see the breakdown. Well, the only point I was making is that if the company cares that much, put your money where your mouth is. Don't be trying to pass it off and then going to tell people, well, it's optional. So, you know. After it's on you your bill. It off. Well, why was it on there? <laughs> but like I say. Somebody's gonna call them on the carpet and be like, "This is unconstitutional." Whatever, mm-hmm. however you want to call it, because you don't, you do not have it posted. It's different because Macy's does it when they're trying to reach a goal with a um, particular organization. They'll say on the uh, end of your bill, "Would you like to contribute a dollar?" Right. Or something. Everybody, they're not asking for twelve, thirteen, fifteen dollars. Right. Right. One dollar. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or round up your 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 purchase. Right. And I've seen that before. Right. And then you can say yes or no. Right. I mean, it's a couple of cents. I mean, that's not going to hurt you. You should. You, you pick up 
just that. No. Exactly. Ain't nobody worried about that. Right. But, I mean, you, you put a $12 surcharge? No, no. no. And, and the last thing I'm going to say is that if they if they say it's optional, mm-hmm. well, then how about you ask me first right. before you put it on my bill? Come on now. When they come, when I say I'm ready for the check, yep. then explain to me, oh, we also have this program with mental wellness, yada, yep. yada. Yep. If you would like, I can add, you know, X number of dollars to your bill if yep. you'd like to participate. Uh, yeah, and I, I think people are more receptacle to that. Exactly. Right. And then I can say, oh, yeah, sure, I'll do it, or no, no, thank you. Right, explain And it then you bring me my bill correct right. the first time. Right. Why do I have to wait for you to go and correct my bill? Right. So, yep. yeah. So, so that's three thumbs down on yeah. that bill correct. You guys be um, aware of that. Now, I don't know if any other restaurants are, but I'm quite sure everybody will start looking at their bill from now on. Yeah, please so, check. Yeah, please do. They're getting slick out here. All right, Cal. Let's get into the rundown. What you got for us tonight? All right. Uh, That was a good one. Good starter. Mm -hmm. Um, In focus, what's going on with the planes? Um, Mr. Buduche, he got involved with that one. Um, Also, more states want to let kids work as bartenders? Really? And DeSantis eyes lawsuit against Bud Light's parent company. Our cocktail of the week is the Bombay Cosmo, which we're uh, trying now, which is delicious. Yum, yum. What's popping with Papa Didi? Washington Commander sold <laughs> in the billions. Um, our weird news tonight, Burger King dishing out all cheeseburger in Thailand. Also, um, annual Hemingway lookalike contest begins in Florida Keys, and domestic rabbits invade Florida suppers. I'm just saying with red wine, another injustice. Living for the city with Papa Didi. My Hollywood wrap-up, the kisser list, and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with In Focus. So I was looking over the Cocktail of the Week archives, and we've had so many really great drinks over the past year and a half. We've had our original signature drink called the Pajama Party and a Game Changer, and of course we have the last word. I like the revolution. It was Hennessy, lemon and lime juice, agave juice, and bitters with jalapeno slices. Ooh-wee! I like that Crown Royal flush with the Crown Royal peach stock and cranberry juice. Oh, yeah. And one of my favorites huh, was the, uh, wait a minute, what's it called? The Dutch Mule, yeah, the Dutch Mule with the kettle orange vodka, lime juice, and ginger beer. There are so many to choose from on the apajamaparty.com website. So check out the Cocktail of the Week archives to get the recipes. And you can find out how to make the Cocktail of the Week and sip along with us. Are there instructions there too? Sure they are. Along with pictures of the drink so you can know exactly what it's supposed to look like. So what's that y'all got in your glass? This is a boomerang. Uh, well, I got a kinky read over here. And I got the ABA. Get the recipes at www.apajamaparty.com and click on Cocktail of the Week. Cheers! All right, welcome back with John Parker, one of yours, Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Oh, Swad Dog. Okay. Ooh. Let's get it started. All right, let's go in focus. Uh, let's see, Kettle. 
you got good. first position. I see. <laughs> uh, what you on? What you uh, focused on tonight? Okay. The U.S. is investigating why Delta passengers were kept on a plane in extreme heat. Uh, now, this flight was from Vegas to Atlanta. Thank God I wasn't there. I was in Vegas a couple of weeks ago. But anyway, mm. glad I wasn't there. Um, was stalled at uh, the Harry Reid International Airport, leaving passengers sweltering in triple-digit temperatures. Yeah, crazy. So, you know, they had babies crying and diapers flying. Mm. Uh, the U.S. Department of Transportation, oh, they got involved, um, said that it was uh, investigating why these passengers on Delta Airlines flight had been left, um, like I said, on the plane. This flight was uh, DL-555 to Atlanta. was supposed to take off from the airport on Monday, uh, but instead sat on the tarmac with extreme heat, sickened passengers, causing some of them to faint. Oh, um, yeah, like I said, babies were crying and everything. The ordeal lasted nearly three hours mm. with uh, paramedics boarding the plane to wheel out three people who had fallen ill. Mm. Wow. Um, wow. Uh, somebody put on Instagram, uh, Delta, what an insane experience. First, we were delayed because you did not have flight attendant. Then we finally board and sit for almost three hours. Mm. In a, a plane that was 111 degree weather. Wow. Um, they said it. Um, press your call button if you needed medical assistance. Uh, she said babies are screaming, crying. They're um, handing out sandwiches to a di- to the uh, diabetics as well. Um, wow, it's crazy. Another passenger said on Instagram that she had run out of food and diapers for a baby but that despite the heat, he had managed to remain calm. Okay. Delta Airlines did not immediately respond to, to requests for comment, um, but they were investigating the incident. So they go on to say, we apologize for the experience our customers had on this particular flight, um, which ultimately resulted in a flight cancellation. No shit. The company said in the statement, Delta teams are looking into the circumstances that led to these uncomfortable temperatures inside the cabin. And we appreciate the efforts of our people and first responders at the Harry Reid International Airport. Huh. They called it uncomfortable. Hundred, I mean, triple digits? No, that was hazardous. Right. So it was 114 outside in Vegas, but inside, I'm quite sure it was, it was worse. Uh, uh, uh. Right. So, like I said, Buddha he got involved. He said, I want to know how it's possible for passengers to be left in triple-digit heat on board an aircraft for that long, Buddha and responded. Um, and they were just sitting there on the on the tarmac? Uh, yeah. Why did they just let the people out? That didn't make any sense. Because a lot of times they are in position, because that's what happened with, with me when I was coming from uh, Vegas. We sat on the tarmac about 30, 45 minutes. But they did say that there was um, uh, bad weather here. There were storms here in D.C., so we weren't able to leave. But um, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't hot, hot. But I'm just saying, after an hour or hour and a half, you have to make a decision to me what you're going to do. You're going to let these people mm-hmm. off or what? And then after three hours, they decided to cancel it. So... Yeah, that's crazy. So they sat there all that time and suffered. Right. 
can only end up canceling the flight anyway. Somebody's not making some good um, decisions here. So, and, and then sometimes when you're, they take the plane out and they're ready to go, so you may be delayed 30, 40 minutes, but then it's hard for that plane to get back, I guess, in the position that they were in because you have so many other flights coming in. But you have to figure it out. You have to find a way to get those people off that, that tarmac. So, yeah. yeah, it's called communication. Uh, yeah. Somebody needs to be talking to somebody, <laughs> the air traffic folk, the controllers, whoever, yeah. the ground crew. Yeah. They need to work it out. Yeah. You yeah, can't I have agree. people in a, in a hot plane falling out. I mean, seriously. Right. That's just crazy. And, you know, lawsuits come and, you know, you just have to, you know, Somebody has to be in charge of, to me, like you said, making those decisions and, and make those decisions. So. Yeah. Now I'm waiting for the lawsuits to come. Uh, sure. Truly. Yeah. So did Delta at least offer people, like, free vouchers or <laughs> no, not Not in this particular story, didn't say. Didn't say. And that's usually what they do when they screw up like that. Yeah. They better uh, offer something, some free bottles of champagne or something. Hmm. Better do something, but um, I'm quite sure they got them on a on a different flight on another another flight. So that's crazy. Yeah, I agree. It's just crazy. But, uh, okay, what you got, Papa? Uh, in in reference to that story. Yeah, yeah. No. Well, no, I was no comment. I was no no. I was on a tra- I was on a train a few days ago uh-huh. on a you know national railroad train, the Big A. Mm-hmm. Don't say that everybody knows what the big A is. Okay. And see what happens on a train, they have something called HEP. That means head in power. Mm-hmm. And you know you lost head in power when there's no air blowing. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So what happened on that runway, if you want to relate it to the trains, is the fact that, see, sometimes pilots will try to conserve energy because on an airplane everything has its own little bubble. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so if you save energy here, you can save energy there, save energy here, save energy there. So apparently somebody didn't know that whatever the pilot shut down, which may be being a different system for them, mm-hmm. they could have been the cockpit cooling. Yeah. You know they what I mean? Have, yeah, they could have yeah. had air for them, yeah. but they didn't have air in the yeah, back for the, the passengers. Yeah. Yeah, and, but the, 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 the beautiful thing about when I was on the Big A, traveling on the Northeast Carter around Levittown and Trenton, New Jersey, when the train broke down for an hour, you know, I'll call them Amtrak. It's Amtrak, the big A. They sent a rescue motor, and they towed us into Trenton, and that's when they did things to transfer people to other trains. But this was one hour we had to wait. But within that hour, people were losing their minds, especially white folks. Mm-hmm. They were going to fuck crazy because a lot of people got these privileged lives. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, they want to take out the damn emergency windows. Now, mind you, it was already 95 degrees outside. Right. So if you would just shut the fuck up and just relax and live off the little air that was left in the train. But the train got hot real fast because attitudes got hot. Oh, and, yeah. And, you know, you, you heard the term years ago that niggas draw heat. Mm-hmm. Angry white folks draw a lot more damn heat mm-hmm. because now everybody looking at them saying, wow. Look at this damn spectacle going on. Mm-hmm. You ought to change the situation where the first thing we need when you're in a crisis situation is help. 
and the conductors are doing their best to try to call the dispatchers and everybody to get help, mm-hmm. to get us out of that situation. But when the passengers saying, I got it. And we had different people in the train that was trying to get a flight out of Newark, New Jersey, oh, yeah. and all kind of shit. It was 7 o'clock in the evening. They had a flight out of Newark at 8.15. I want to oh. say, bitch, you're going to miss that flight, okay? <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's, not going anywhere. You're broke down in Levittown, Pennsylvania, Bucks County. You're 10 miles out of Trent, New Jersey. It's 8 o'clock already, and you whined about trying to get a flight out of Newark, New Jersey by 9.30. Bitch, you're going to miss that flight, okay? Mm-hmm. Sit down. Shut the fuck up. Mm. Call, sit down, and first of all, there was no, you know, like on the train, you know, the mm-hmm. plugs on the side. They were all dead. So it was oh, because you had no power. It was power. no power. Oh, they, yeah. they had emergency so lights. They had emergency call. lights, but they had no extra electricity. Yeah. So everybody up there talking to their family. Hi. Yeah, we broke down. I checked the internet. Yeah, we, we're going viral. Yeah, I checked, the, I, I checked Twitter. Yeah, they say we broke. I'm like, bitch, you ain't got but 43 fucking, 43 notches on your shit. And you talking to your people about some bullshit. All right. Call off the phone for about 30 minutes yeah. and figure out what save the hell is going on. Save your battery because the power is not on. But like I said, we got a motor that towed the train. Eventually, they towed the train into Trenton, which was only like 10 miles away, mm-hmm. at like 30 miles an hour. They got mm-hmm. it on the road. But people were hyperventilating. They were giving their water and stuff like that. But on an airplane situation, yeah. this train is nothing but what they call a fuselage. Mm-hmm. That cap, that bubble, everybody sits in. Mm-hmm. Now, when the sun hitting that motherfucker at 100 degrees, mm-hmm. that shit's becoming like a, a thermos. It's like a Ooh. cooler. You know what I mean? The only reason why your beer stay cool in the cooler is because you got ice in the cooler, but the cooler hot as hell. Right. But then people started, you know, and this mm. was three hours. Mm. Everything was exhausted. Yeah, that's crazy. But the, what I'm thinking is that the the pilot and co-pilot had their own air, mm. and that's why they didn't know what was going on behind them. Mm-hmm. And so just, you know, well, like I said, lack of communication. Yeah, yeah they don't care. Well, I just wanted to add in on the topic of the planes. You know, there was a vote that went on between the House and the Senate. Mm-hmm. They were trying to expand the number right. of planes out of Reagan National yeah. Airport, right? Mm-hmm. They shot that mess down, yeah. shot it down. They were trying to add seven more direct flights out of National, mm-hmm. but the people who were voting against it mm-hmm. were saying it's already overcrowded. They already have too many delays, and it turns out that Delta was one of the biggest losers because Delta was trying to be one of the ones that was going to get more direct lines oh, God. that they were going to fly. Oh, and Delta already has an issue. And you want to add some more flights? Yeah, you already had them on the plane. Yes. So, yeah, that, that got shot down. But, see, my thing is I'm just going to I'm, I'm let it go. They could have known. They probably knew that 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 uh, plane was malfunctioning anyway. Why are you gonna try to fly that plane? But thank God it didn't get up there in the air. Mhm. So yeah, you had to cancel that flight because of that. Something went wrong there with that plane. So I don't know. So. It's supposed to be you know checked out and all of that before they go anywhere. Mm-hmm. They have doing that stuff. I just don't believe it. But we're gonna move on. Get up so all right. Well, I got the next one mm-hmm. on the topic of craziness. Oh, wow. We got more states want to let kids work as bartenders. 
crazy. Yeah, this is just crazy. Now, more states are letting teenagers serve alcohol at bars and restaurants as part of the growing rollback of child labor protection laws across the United States. Now, starting back in 2021, at least nine states have introduced bills to lower the minimum age for serving alcohol, according to a report that was uh, released yesterday by the Economic Policy Institute. Seven states, Iowa, Michigan, Ohio, Kentucky, West Virginia, New Mexico, and Alabama have already enacted laws to reduce the, you know, required minimum age for serving alcohol. Now, my question is this. If you allow people under age to serve alcohol, did it not cross their mind that they would start drinking it? Yeah. How are you going to be serving alcohol? You're like, oh, no, I'm not old enough to drink it. They just let me serve it. I mean, come on. How many times have people asked the bartender, oh, you got this specialty drink, what's it taste like? Is it good? You know, you naturally ask that to a bartender. Mm-hmm. Now you got grown people buying liquor from kids? That's crazy. That, to me, is already uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. If I go to a restaurant and they got a kid back here behind the bar that I can see is a kid, I'd be thinking, like, what is going on with this establishment? Mm-hmm. I'm out the door. Mm-hmm. So, Anyway, they're saying like around 80% of the restaurant owners say that they've got so many job openings that are hard to fill. And that's according to the National Restaurant Association. Millions, millions of restaurant workers got out of the uh, the, the uh, industry in recent years because of low wages and poor working conditions. Mm-hmm. And I know COVID probably started it. Yeah. Because yeah. when COVID happened, a lot of restaurant workers yeah. had no choice but to do something else. That's true. Yeah, and then once things started opening again, yeah. folk were like, I already found something that pays me more money yep. with less stress yep. than to be working for y'all for change. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> folks just said, I-, I ain't coming back for that. Um, no. <laughs> but the idea that they're lowering the age you know, you're putting these kids at risk, uh, according to the article, for things like uh, potential sexual harassment. Because, you know, that goes with the territory. You're in a bar, people hit on the bartenders, you know, make little comments, lewd, suggestive things, and all that kind of stuff. And then, of course, the kids being exposed to alcohol like that, I mean, it, that's just too much. I get it that they need to find uh, people to fill these jobs. But this is not the way. Mm-hmm. This is just not the way. Mm-hmm. Federal laws providing minimum protections for child labor were enacted almost a century ago. That's 100 years, 100 mm-hmm. years ago. But in the past two years, at least 14 states mm-hmm. have introduced or passed laws rolling back the child labor protections. Mm-hmm. And, they, you know, those laws were put in place so that people could not abuse and misuse children. Because otherwise, you know, back in the day, folk would have 10, 11, 12-year-old kids out here literally slaving, working, doing all kind of crazy jobs, and paying them in change. And they weren't young, uh, old enough to be doing that kind of work. And mm-hmm. in places in Africa, they got kids working in the coal mines. Mm-hmm. Those kids shouldn't be in those mines like that. But if you don't have uh, labor laws to protect them, they're going to do whatever they want to do. 
And now that's what's going to happen, what is happening right here in the so-called progressive United States of America. Mm. What is wrong? Mm. What is wrong with this picture? Mm. I, I just can't believe it. Now, you know, the minute somebody's child gets propositioned mm-hmm. or taken advantage of mm-hmm. sexually or something crazy happens, what's going to happen to that restaurant? Shut down. They're going to shut them the hell down. Yeah. But by then, this child is already damaged. Yeah. So I'm just saying this is some crazy stupidity, mm-hmm. and I think uh, Congress needs to step in and say, you know, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> this has got to stop. Well, you know, they they mentioned in, in the article, too, President Biden, he's trying to announce a plan to crack down on the labor exploitation of the migrant um, children. So, you know, my thing is, you know, people coming from other countries, they're desperate to get a job, um, you know, hopefully not in D.C. or Maryland, but in U.C. in them southern states, West Virginia, they trying to, you know, crack down on the um you know, as far as the age. I just hope D.C. and Maryland don't do that. They, all these states are asking for trouble. I agree. They're asking for it. What do you think, Papa Didi? Yeah, they are. Them people, mm-hmm. You know, when you're at that age, you're not mature yet. Mm-hmm. You may, not you, at you all. Know, you may, be, yeah, you said the key you may grow the beard and all that like your daddy and everything. Some of you are looking 18 years old with a yeah. full beard. You got hair on your chest and all that shit. Mm-hmm. But that, that all that hair growing in different places don't make maturity. Right, and, and that, that's yeah. where the drawbacks going to come in because mm-hmm. you know people got to take stuff serious when it comes to somebody saying twenty one. Mm-hmm. You got to have something to look forward to. Right, you can't always just go and play. Oh, I'm nineteen, uh, you know, women put on makeup and all this shit and their little booty butt shorts and all that stuff. Oh, come on in, come on in. You know, but they're talking about letting like fifteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, mm-hmm. seventeen year old kids. Sell drinks behind a bar. What, what were we doing at that time? <laughs> we were out I was out playing. playing yeah. I was washing cars and you know stuff mm-hmm. like shiny yeah. shoes and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, doing doing things like that. Right. I, I just can't imagine. Mm-hmm. You know, we were playing jacks and stuff. But this this is like, like I said, that's a problem waiting to happen. Yeah. All right, go move on. Yeah, we got to continue to follow that. That's gonna be interesting. So. Yeah, very yeah. much so. Well, if anybody got any questions or comments on it, hit us up tonight, 914-803-4306. And press 1. Yep. We'd love to hear from you. All right, what you got, Pop? I got uh, this boy, Ron DeSantis, man. Okay, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to get deep with him later on, oh, too. Oh, boy. But, you know, the one thing I want to focus on if I say a word about him is that you got to understand that, you know, nothing is everlasting. And I'm really appreciating, you know, Barack and Michelle because when they got done eight years as the president of the United States, they backed off and went to their neutral corner. They wasn't trying to, and, and while they were president, they wasn't trying to change this and change that. And white folks think like this and think like that. They didn't say none of that. But these people, especially Ron DeSantis, man, every day he he's so passionate about people that slavery and all this. Stand where it is. Don't don't. There's no restitution. There's no anything. And then you got some white folks saying, "Why do we keep talking about that? When that's so long ago?" No, the fuck it wasn't. It was not. If you got a person in their sixties and their parents just passed away and they were ninety, 
and their parents was born in 1920-something. 20-something. How old do you think their parents are? Their parents had to be born in the early 1900s. Hell, to have a baby, you got to be at least, you might not got to be, you should be at least 18. So my father, to put my father in the mix, was born in 1924. And he was the youngest child. The youngest. He had my uncle, another uncle, and my aunt, all older than him. You know, I had another uncle that was born in 1909, who still wasn't the oldest. So that makes my grand, my grandparents, who I saw, you know, my grandfather died when I was, you know, right out of high school, and and my grandmother died when I was in like eighth grade, ninth grade. But they were born in like 1898, something like that. So what the fuck? You know, they were not in 1989. They were born in 1889. I know people that was born in 1989, which is only 100 fucking years later. And in a life. You know, we have to stop letting DeSantis make us as black people in, and I, I commend the vice president when she was on the other day, you know, uh, what's her name, Kamala? Mm-hmm. Am I saying it right? Kamala Harris. Kamala. Mm-hmm. She got up and said, how's this man going to say that slavery is something like it was a fucking apprenticeship? Mm-hmm. Okay? Like, oh, well, it seemed like slavery was actually the benefit of black people because they came out of slavery knowing a trade, knowing a yeah, trade. Talking about they All learned right. skills. They learned skills. Okay, take mm-hmm. off your shirt and let me see the webs on your fucking back. Mm-hmm. How do you explain that? How do you explain the fact that they was fucking most of the African women? You know? Mm-hmm. And why you think it's the whole Boussier thing? Because here's the deal. When people was up for sale, they got butt-ass naked. And they did a 360 and turned around. Those white slaves never seen asses like the asses on those African women, the natural asses from the motherland. I mean, there's women out there now that have nice asses, but damn. Back then, that was the ultimate nice ass. And this is why white women emphasize their chest and black women have the ass thing working. This has been going on since the beginning of time. And white women even pull their little boussier tight to make their titties look better. You know, they got the little string thing, what's it called? The, the, the fuck, uh, what's that corset. thing called? The corset where the, where the fucking maid pulls it tight as fuck and you and they pull the string and shit and tie it. Well, that makes the fucking titties go and they sit just right and it makes the white woman have this beautiful titty thing because they know they didn't have ass. So if you ain't got ass, what you got to emphasize? So Titties. The, the Sanders has something to do with that? No, I'm just saying. This is... <laughs> okay. No, nah, no. Nah, whoa, whoa. Something. Wait a minute. No, nah, no. Nah, don't miss something. I'm, I'm, I'm missing. Don't miss something. Come See, on, what I'm saying... It. All right, let me come with it. Okay. We have to... We have to... We... What I'm saying is that DeSantis is 44 years old. Okay. We have... Nieces and nephews, 44 years old. Mm-hmm. So tell me, what the fuck does he know more than my niece or nephew that's 44? If you're 44, you was born in what? Uh, yeah, I don't know. You, you're going to be, no, no, let's do the, this, is, this is 2003. Mm-hmm. So if you're, you know, 
if you're born in 44. 23. Yeah. Right. So next year is going to be a milestone year for you. You know what I mean? So next year he'll be whatever he is with the four in the back of the four. He's 40, 44 years old, 44 will make him whatever. What I'm saying is that this man ain't been living long enough to come up with all the shit he's coming up with. Mm-hmm. And this is what I'm saying. You've been in the world, DeSantis, 44 years. Not long enough. I guess. And I, I just got, all I'm saying is that I was talking about people back, I took the shit back 150 years I, with see. my own grandparents. I see. I got And I bring you way back to, to a motherfucker that's 44 that's starting all this. Right. I'm like, yo, man, put out the barbecue pit because your barbecue pit ain't burning that goddamn high. You're trying to do the thing with... Uh, the schools, what we're learning in the school now, mm-hmm. don't do this, you can't teach this, you can't teach that. Well, DeSantis, at 44 years old, who the hell put you in charge of trying to understand what the fuck us black people want and need? Mm-hmm. And keep keep saying that to yourself. At 44 years old, who get, what gave you the authority? Right. I can see if he was 80 and been around with our parents. But you, forty-four years old, you're the old, you're the age of my child. So he don't know what he's talking. about. Exactly. You all you know is what somebody taught you. Right. And it's so sad. So what I'm saying on the back end is that, and, and to close on this is the fact that whatever DeSantis says in his own situation, he's trying to bring all this stuff coming up. He's trying to poke the bear at Anheuser Busch. He's trying to poke the bear at all these institutions, Disneyland, all these places. But I'm going to say this here. DeSantis is only going to be around but so long. Barack and Michelle was only around for eight years. And they had to go. Their time was up. The only time you could stay around is if you're a congressperson, a senator, a chief justice. These are jobs that last for a minute as long as you get elected. But as a president, you got to go. As a governor, you got to go. As a mayor, you got to go. So DeSantis is only getting this shit off as long as he can jack his Johnson. When you run out of, when you run out of juice, brother, you ain't going to be anything. And now you're trying to be fucking president? Give me a fucking break. That's okay? the last thing we need. Give me a break. You done pissed off Disney. You done pissed... Disney have people have babies every year. And you pissed off a company where people are pumping out babies every year that's making Disney be volatile, financial, every year, and you pissed them off. Really? Like I said, I'm going to leave it alone. Big thing you got the balls to do it, but... Okay. Yeah, well, but he ain't going to be around that long because by the time he's 50, he can be burned out. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I just wanted to add yeah, on to something else that DeSantis is doing. You mentioned about the um, the slavery, mm-hmm. about trying to change the education system. Right. They're, they're trying to, they actually have, uh, the Florida Board of Education has approved new standards for African American history. They did that Wednesday for high school students to be taught on what they call, well, what's technically an equally distorted message. And this has to do with Ocoee, O-C, O-C, wait a minute, O-C-O-E-E, Ocoee, anyway, it's a city in Florida. Mm -hmm. In 1920, there was a mob of white people who attacked black people trying to prevent them from voting in 1920. Mm -hmm. They killed people. It was a massacre. 
Right. And all of this had to do with them trying to keep them from voting. And we, but they, they don't want them to... Right. But right. what they did is they've altered it in the history books to try to say, well, there was a disturbance and some people were hurt and all. I'm like, that's not what happened. Right. They massacred these black people to try to prevent them from voting. So this is the kind of distortion that the the Board of Education in Florida has approved under DeSantis mm-hmm. and his so-called anti-woke laws because, in his mind, everything and everybody who doesn't agree with him is woke. So he's trying to get rid of everything. That the woke theory. Woke. But but our black children are going home to black families. So if they're going to learn in school, they're going to learn it from somewhere. Yeah. Oh, and, baby, that's not true. I'm going to tell you the real story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just hope, you know, that as they did in Africa, they had the spoken word mm-hmm. to pass on the stories and the history. Mm-hmm. Black families in America better get hip to that mm-hmm. because people like DeSantis are altering history because that's what the word is, his story. Mm-hmm. They are writing their story and shoving it down the throats of children, black, white, rainbow colors, all of it, and trying to change what actually happened. And if we as a people don't push back or at least teach our kids ourselves, they're going to get a distorted version of what actually happened in the years before they got here. So that's all I wanted to add on to that. It's a mess going on. It's People have really, really... I keep saying people have lost their minds. And all of this crap about, like what you mentioned, about how slavery had some positive benefits to the enslaved people. Like, how do y'all even come out of your mouth with this kind of bull? But that's what they're doing. They're rewriting the history books. Yeah, but, you know, I'm going to say one more thing that came out, which is so interesting. I was trying to pull up his name, but he's still there. The Washington Generals, your, your team. Washington Generals, they have a defensive coordinator. I forget his name, a white guy. Remember he came out last year and said that they had a little, I don't know why everybody's getting so upset about the little dusting they had on January 6th. This oh, was the yeah, guy I remember that. On the commanders, yeah, yeah. He's the guy underneath Ron Rivera. Mm-hmm. Ron Rivera's the coach. Mm-hmm. This was a defensive coordinator, white guy. Mm-hmm. He said, yeah, well, you know, they had a little dusting. How the hell did you call? Now, these are people that's in connection with Ron DeSantis. Mm. If you're calling January 6th a little dusting, and you're going to say it out loud, and you're the defensive coordinator for the Washington Generals, and you still got your job, mm-hmm. you know, I think that, first of all, Ron should have fired his ass. He should. But he, they, that's a bad look for the commander. The com- like you, that. that's politics. I'm, I'm, that's his opinion, and I'm gonna leave it at him. No, he, he shut him down. He shut him down. Mm-hmm. He said, "Man, look, we ain't talking like that. Mm-hmm. Don't say nothing like that in public. What's yeah, wrong with you?" But I'm surprised that he did keep his job. That he kept his job because mm-hmm. how you because gonna call like that said, Why were you even bringing up politics? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't. And we supposed to go to show that court. he's got his whiteness. See, it, like I said, we'll, we'll get deep. We'll, we'll get we'll deep. We'll get deep. I think we need a cocktail after this. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to take a CC and we'll get into the cocktail. Oh, no, let's get into the cocktail. Oh, you got for? Right. Oh. oh, you want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's take a break then. We'll take a quick break. We need to be fresh. Yeah. All right. Yeah, get some more ice. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, you're listening to the Pajama Party Show. 
Uh, we'll take a break, and we're coming back on the other side with uh, the cocktail of the week. This is Papa D.D. You're listening to the Pajama Party on WPJP Blog Talk Radio. If you have something to add to the conversation, give us a call right now at 914-803-4306 and press 1 to be entered into the queue. I want to hear from the men, so call me, Papa D.D. Don't let kettle and red wines get you. Just call and talk to me. I got your back. Number again is 914-803-4306 or go to apajamaparty.com. I got to get back before they notice I was gone. So call me now. You're listening to the Pajama Party Show on Blog Talk Radio WPJP. Call us on 914-803-4306. And press 1 to be in the queue so we'll know you have something to say. We'll be right back. I am Kettle from the original Pajama Party. If you haven't heard Pajama Party Show, you've missed out. We've got hot topics, hidden and quitted headlines, What's poppin' with Papa D? Our weird news. I'm just saying with red wine. Living for the city with Papa D. My Hollywood wrap-up, of course. The cocktail of the week. And uh, the world-famous cookie list. And, of course, we can't forget the last word. We serve it up each week on the Pajama Party Show, and nobody does it like us. You can call us each week live on Friday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. 914-803-4306 or listen live at www.avajamaparty.com You can also follow us on Twitter at avajamaparty Alright, welcome back to Pajama Party I'm one of your hosts, Papa Didi I'm here with Kettle Hello And Red One Hello, Squad, darling Alright, now All right. we're ready for the cocktail of the week. Week. Take it down, chick. I'm out of ice. I can't Woo. take my ice. Well, I'm going to shake my ice. That brown liquor will melt some ice. Oh, right about that. All right, Kat. The uh, Bombay Cosmo. Uh oh. We're getting into this. It is delicious. Um, you need a cocktail glass. And the ingredients are two ounces of Bombay Sapphire Gin, a half an ounce of Contour. This is the uh, orange liqueur, two ounces of cranberry juice, and one teaspoon of fresh lime juice. Ooh. It's got to be fresh. If it's not fresh, it's not going to taste the same. So um, pour the gin, control, and juices um, into a cocktail shaker. Half filled with um, the ice cubes. Shake well and strain into a cocktail glass. Add the um, lemon uh, twist and serve. And that is the... Um, Bombay Cosmo. It's called what now? Bombay Cosmo. Ooh. Bombay Cosmo. Yeah. That is good. Uh, I, I would suggest you use Bombay Sapphire. I wouldn't use any other kind of gin. And that's lime juice, right? It's, yeah. It's just, it's okay. just smooth. So, we'll stick with the Bombay. Ooh. That's a good one. Okay. Good one. It Thank you, Kettle. And the cocktail of the week is brought to you by Kettle. Uh-huh. And our parent company, DC Homegrown Entertainment, 
dot com. <laughs> All right, we're gonna keep it moving. Uh, with what's popping? With Papa Didi? Uh, what's popping, Papa Didi? We're gonna talk what. about those Washington Commanders. Yeah, yeah, that's another. Uh, whew. The Washington Commanders. Oh my Lord! Oh my God! How can somebody be so ratchet and walk away with six billion dollars? Damn. Mm-hmm. That's like winning the damn the Powerball and the Mega Million. And then some. Okay, and yeah. then some. Yeah. And on the back end of that, for all the stuff he did with cheerleaders and all the ratchet shit he done, and, you know, the wife, I don't know what her position is, but... She must be a warrior because she must have been just watching shit because she don't seem to care. He even put the, the team in her name while he got done with all the bullshit. That way they can, if they, you know, beat him down, he wouldn't have the weight of the stuff being in his name, which was a smart-ass move. You know, one thing about white folks sometimes, we shouldn't really talk about them too tough. We need to learn to emulate them motherfuckers when they get in trouble. Because, see, the black people threw Michael Vick under the bus with the dog shit. Okay, mm-hmm. but before he even got back to Virginia, he was in Atlanta, and the dogs were fighting in Virginia. By the time Michael Vick got back to Virginia to see what was going on with the dogs and the dog fight, he knew about it. His boys already threw him under the fucking bus. Mm-hmm. Now, he had just signed a hundred million dollar contract. Now, I'm not going into a Michael Vick tangent. All I'm saying is that. Black folks, black folks need to learn the exit plan. What's the exit plan? If you bagging dope, if you bagging cocaine in the basement, and the cops come in the front door, what's the plan? You got to build a tunnel, or flush it down the toilet, or some shit. Okay, so you don't go to jail. But no, Michael Vick's friends threw him under the goddamn bus so fast that by the time he got back to fucking Virginia, he was going to jail. Because the PETA motherfuckers all over them, you know? Mm-hmm. And they full of shit because half of them don't even own animals. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyway, that's another story. <laughs> anyway, okay. what I'm saying about your boy uh, Snyder, is that his name? Mm-hmm. Now, here's a man that has tunnel vision. He can't see the forest for the trees. This man never gave a shit about the whole scenario that has to do with sports. Sports is entertainment. Sports is connected to the NFL network, connected to ESPN, and all that stuff. So you have to make it work. Now, if you're bored one day and need something to do, come down to Prince George County, Maryland, and come into Landover, Maryland, where FedEx Field is. And look around the area. We got a street called, uh, I say we because I'm familiar with the neighborhood. We got a street called uh, Bright Seed Road. And we got an old mall called Landover Mall. And they got an old shopping center where they got a, a, a what do you call it, a Planet Fitness in it now. That's about the only thing in there volatile. And compared to other Planet Fitnesses in the world, that one's even kind of ratchet. <laughs> And they got a Chinese store in there. Anytime you got, you know, Chinese motherfuckers, they'll, they'll, they'll set up shop in the outhouse. So you can't judge what the fuck uh-huh. they do. Anyway, but what I'm saying is that 
the whole area of the, 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 the Prince George County surrounding area, and they get on Monday Night Football, yeah, we're here in Landover, Maryland, but then when the commercial break come on, they showing pictures of the fucking Washington Monument and the White House and, and Lincoln Memorial. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait a minute. How come you ain't showing pictures of, 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 of Bright Seed Road and Central Avenue? And and Catherine uh, and and uh, and and Mitchellville, that's the shit that surrounds the stadium. They, you know, you see on commercials when they when they got a Monday Night Football game. Oh, here's the Lincoln Memorial. Yeah, here's DC. They're playing at FedEx Field. Here's here's the Washington Monument. Washington Monument. They're playing in Prince George County. Are you kidding me? Okay. Now they got new owners. It's a trick. Yeah, it is. A they got new owners now, starting from yesterday. The NFL approved for them to sell that team for $6 billion. Woo-hoo. Now, back in the day, Snyder brought that team for $800 million, which is nothing up against $600 billion, and he's got to pay $60 million in fines, which is nothing up against Six billion. Mm, mm. So him and his wife are gonna walk away happy as a faggot in Boys Town. Mm. Okay, I'm gonna be honest with you. They walk away with more goddamn money than you can imagine. Than you could imagine. But now, don't don't get me wrong. He don't own the team by itself. There's a lot of shareholders. But there's enough money to pass around to every fucking body. Everybody gonna get paid. He got to go through his stuff with his little situation with the, you know, all the cheerleaders and all that. And he's going to write a check. Oh, I'm so sorry. Here's $60 million. Then he's going to go to the closing with the, with the whole stadium thing. And he's going to write this man a check for $6 billion, mm. which will take care of your family. How long will that cover your family from different lifetimes? You know, there's a term called generational wealth. Mm-hmm. That shit will hold his family until the year 2100. Right now mm-hmm. we're into 2023. That will hold you until 2100, and you still going to have money because money makes money. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he ain't hurting at all, nor does he give a shit. He's talking on his Virginia stuff. But like I said, let's, let's pay homage right now to where the stadium, despite with, I was talking to Kettle earlier, and she's pro-generals, uh, God bless her soul. Commanders, yeah. Yeah, the, the, I keep saying get it generals. Right, get it right, get it right, Yeah. If you don't but talk it, about them, get it right. They're playing like the Washington Generals. <laughs> I think the Washington Generals was the one that played the Globetrotters <laughs> or whatever. But anyway, what I was saying to her was the fact that um, the reason why they're slow in moving to D.C., for one, D.C.'s run out of space. I don't want to say the mayor's name because she's a, she's a black woman. I don't want to throw her under the bus. God bless my sister, but my sister, your 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 little city or your whatever you call in D.C. is getting tight. You're running out of space. Now you got RFK Stadium, which you should have been knocked down. But white folks are saying if you knock down RFK Stadium, you're gonna see Benning Road, and you're gonna see Minnesota Avenue, and you're gonna see what is it, West Virginia Avenue. And you're going to see a little area called Trinidad. 
And when all that shit reveals itself, they're going to say, oh, shit. We're going to put this fucking stadium here. What the fuck? And this is how people feel about our black people. So I think the owners are going to say, fuck it, we need to stay in Prince George's County because they ain't trying to deal with the whole thing. But now they're using the state, they're using the field of of RFK because they can't go in the building no more because the stadium's so old that, uh, what do you call that, like concrete and stuff, masonry, has its expiration date, just like the milk in the refrigerator. You know, cement and stuff has its expiration date, and I'm sure that RFK is cracking like a, like a son of a gun. You look in there, you can shit. But they're doing stuff in the parking lot now. Concerts and shit like that and fairs and all that. And I think the mayor should say, look, let's just knock the fucking building down. And stop worrying about your white constituents and all your investors and all your builders and all your architects. You know, people that the mayor is in bed with. I'm not going to say her name because he's a a black woman. I'm not going to deface her like that. Mm -hmm. But all I'm saying on the long run in closing is that Stay tuned for what they do to Prince George County because as quiet as kept, that's where the stadium is. It's in Prince George County, okay? Forget about the Washington Monument you're seeing, Lincoln Memorial, the White House, the shit they show during the commercials on Monday Night Football. That stadium is on what's called Bright Seed Road in Prince George County. I'm going to leave it at that. All right, now. All right. Okay. It's a lot of money to pay for a sports team. Hell to the yes. And for, uh, you know, no offense to those who love them, but for a losing sports team. Yeah. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hey, the <laughs> fans are They've been losing. They're in with the Giants, the Eagles, and the Dallas Cowboys. Well, we'll so. see if they do any better with mm-hmm. new leadership. It ain't got but two months. So what's going to happen to all of those black men that they put in the front office? Do they still have Oh, no, the one guy who's the, uh, he's going to keep his job. Oh, okay. So he's the president or something. Yeah, they're going to keep, see what he does, and they're going to keep Doug Williams Mm -hmm. as, uh, you know, he's the face of it. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like, are they going to be still employed or something? When you come in new like that, you can't change the. The culture overnight. It's oh, all about well, the culture. Somebody should have told Elon Musk that. Because when he came he into didn't Twitter, know. what did he do? He, didn't he went in there and just blew up everything. Well, Start firing folks. Get rid of departments. That's, that's <laughs> he he went in there like, I don't care. That's <laughs> white privilege. He said, what do you do? Mm-hmm. No, we don't need that. <laughs> You're out. And what do you do? No, we don't need none of that. You're out. All right. Well, we're going to shift gears and uh, get to the weird news. Gonna lighten it up, right, Kat? Lighten it up. up. (laughs) All right. Well, I don't know how light this one is, but I got a crazy one for you. I got a woman who married a Victorian-era ghost. She has now divorced him. What is that? By way of exorcism. Okay. There you go. This woman married a ghost from the Victorian era. She has revealed that she has now divorced him. Uh, her name is Brocard, or Brocarde, mm. says she sent shockwaves around the world when she announced her nuptials to Eduardo. Uh, Eduardo is a 40-year-old. She says he was devilishly handsome, a soldier, that he burst into her bedroom on a stormy night 
and they decided to get married after five months of knowing each other. They had their Halloween, I mean their wedding on Halloween, of course, and that things went from bad to worse. She said that uh, he would get drunk, he got drunk on their honeymoon, and then he started getting possessive, and then he started developing an unsettling fascination with Marilyn Monroe, and that he would disappear for days and come back smelling like Chanel Number no. Five, which was Marilyn Monroe's signature smell. So I guess he was having one ghost having an affair with another ghost, which made her angry. So she ended up saying, "Let's go back to the chapel where we exchanged our vows and perform an exorcism." So she said there was no breakup conversation. She consulted a psychic medium to help her assert her boundaries over Eduardo so she could try to tame him, but that didn't work. He got more aggressive and nasty and started haunting her with the sounds of screaming babies. So she decided the only thing she could do was to have him exercised. And then she went through that process, and she says now she's finally got him purged from her system, and now she feels light and free, and she's excited to be released from the troubling spirit of Eduardo. That's my weird news. I'm trying to understand, how do you go and marry a ghost? And who's crazy enough to perform the ceremony? I don't know. Is this a figment of her imagination? Or <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I could not tell you. Damn. I mean, I'm thinking about stuff like, so did you have a marriage license? Yeah. Who signed it? A ghost? Who performed it? Another ghost. <laughs> <laughs> this is worse than a ghost of Mrs. Mayor. Hello. Hello. I'm telling you, it's some weird stuff going on out here. That's telling the crazy lady claiming that she hit the, hit the um, power ball and hit shit. Mm. Oh, yeah, I saw that. She, she went into a store and hollering and screaming. Mm. And, yeah. Oh, and she was lying. People just want to be noticed. And, and <laughs> reminds me also, I was I, I woke up around 3 o'clock in the morning the other night and saw that that white pastor mm-hmm. still on TV, the one that got all the black people in the aisle getting smacked in the face and shit like that. <laughs> like it's, uh, that's a whole other story. It's crazy. Yeah, I see. Yeah, anyway. Okay. Um, let me see. I got this one here. Annual Hemingway Lookalike Contest. Is this for the key? Almost 140 bearded men who resemble Ernest Hemingway convert on uh, Key West, the late author's home during the 1930s, to complete uh, compete in the Hemingway Lookalike Contest. Uh, the challenge is uh, a highlight of the island's Hemingway Days Festival that salutes the literary talent and adventurous life of the Nobel Prize-winning writer. During his uh, Key West years, Hemingway penned classics including For Whom um, the Bell Tolls and To Have and Have Not. The three-night lookalike competition is held at Sloppy Joe's Bar, where Hemingway okay. often spent time with local and literary friends. Okay. Many are repeat contenders who bring their own cheering section. Oh, my God. Um, And most attempt to copy the parents adopted by Hemingway in his later years. Um, The 124th anniversary of Hemingway's July 21st birthday 
And the 2023 winner is set to be chosen this Saturday night. Hemingway Days continue through Sunday with events including a quirky run of the Bulls spoof, a street fair, and the Key West Marlin Tournament that recalls the author's passion for Florida Keys fishing. Interesting. Um, Who even knew that there was such a thing called an Ernest Hemingway lookalike, and they do this every year? Yeah, 124th anniversary. Oh, my God. Um, he is the, is it him? I think it's him. He has a um, well-known actor that, that's his grandfather. Let me see. Oh, really? Yeah, it's an actor. Muriel? Muriel Hemingway? I think. Is that her? Now that you mention yes. it. Yes, Yeah, I didn't even think of that yes. until you just yes. said actor. I'm like, wait. Right. Hemingway, that has to be her, Muriel Hemingway. Yep, yep it is. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's a fun fact. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Papa Didi. Mm-hmm. Waiting on Papa Didi. Is, mm-hmm. You're up. Yeah, What's your weird news? Right. Papa Didi's back there in the break room. Come on, Papa Didi. Wow. Look, he was born July 21st, and he died July 2nd. Okay, so they actually did the festival on his birthday. Right. But, July 21st. Uh, he was only 61 when he died. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, my weird news is uh, this happened in uh, Wilton Manor, Florida. They got a lot of towns in Florida. It's crazy. Every day you see a different one. Uh, they have a domestic rabbit. Uh, invasion in the Florida suburbs. That's the title of the particular story. And it's, um, as I read on, you'll see how deep this is. Okay, this lady's name was uh, Alice Gibbs. Uh, she stepped outside of her suburban, suburban now. When somebody calling they shit suburban, you best believe it's very suburban. And there's a lot of money in Fort Lauderdale. All right, so Alice Gibbs, she stepped outside of her Fort Lauderdale home which is in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, her latest invasive species uh, came a-hopping down the street, and they have a lion-head mane. These these are rabbits that look like lions. They got a mane around their head, like, oh, yeah, it's crazy shit. It's another another thing of mutts, you know, where some crazy shit and fuck some crazy shit. It made some crazy shit. You can't have crazy shit until unless some crazy shit fucks you. And you get pregnant and you look crazy like the crazy motherfucker that fucked you. And it lets you know where you've been hanging at. Anyway, the bunnies, which support an impressive flowing name, uh, mame around their heads, like I said. The bunnies, which support an impressive flowing mame. Around. Who ever heard of a bunny rabbit having a mane like a lion? <laughs> that means that you done went out that night and got into some deep, dark shit. Okay. Now, but she also represents the uh, she represents the whole situation of the survival of them. So she's trying to get domestic people to, you know, give contributions to stuff like that, and and telling people to stop investing in your cars and cats and hawks. Better be doing it. Let's invest in these strange looking animals. Even though she don't like them, she don't want them to be extinct. You know, <laughs> okay. it's crazy. So she's trying to flip on both sides. So, like I said, her she she's spearheading an effort to raise twenty to forty thousand dollars of a cost what? for a rescue group to capture, neuter, vaccine, 
and shelter these uh, last ones. She says only about 60 to 100 of them left in the area. These are rabbits. These are rabbits that have manes like a lion. Now, could you imagine that? When you see that, what would you do? Other than run like hell. <laughs> but if you like neuter them, that means that they can't. Um, right. I guess she know. wants to keep it, you know. Oh, who is she? Anyway, she says they, they, really, they really need to be rescued, she said. She said, even though they scared the hell out of me every time I cut out of my house because they had the weirdest shit she ever seen, they really need to be rescued. So we're trying to get the city to do that. But they've been dragging their feet, she said. She said that they think that if they do that, then they'll have to get rid of uh, the iguanas and other, you know, air things in the area that are the national ones. Yeah. They got to stop. And they spend a lot of money on preserving iguanas and the little hard armor-looking jokers, what yeah, they call the armadillos. the armadillos and all that. So they're trying to put this little crazy-ass one that I think is just that way based on birth. Anyway, so Wilton Manor, the area is giving Gibbs and the other supporters Time to raise money and relocate relocate the rabbits. Whether they, now the, the county wants to exterminate the motherfucker. <laughs> oh man, they just gonna wipe them out. They did a mixture of uh, raid and uh, what's that shit? Give people cancer? That fucking uh, weed killer? Oh no, not the Roundup. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Not the Roundup. They mixed the Roundup with raid. And they go for the kill. Who, who can make a decision to say a certain animal has got to go? Anyway, they're, they're, they wanted to, the, the area, like I said, wants to eradicate them. They want to get rid of them. And this young lady, they said they're going to give her three weeks to put together some type of force that's going to help capture these. Wait, are they doing something? Are they, like, bothering No, they're just strange or? as hell. They're in Fort Lauderdale. I'd have to go and see what it looked like. It's a rabbit with a fucking mane around his head. I like to see who I like to see who fucked them to make them look like that. I, I want to find the motherfucker that busted the nut that had that serum that had that look. Where's oh Where's the daddy? You know what? On that note, who's we gonna your take daddy? A break. We gonna take a break. Who's the daddy? We coming back on the other side with the. Okay. I don't know what I'm just saying. Oh my gosh. Who's the daddy? This is Red Wine, and you're listening to WPJP. Block Talk Radio Pajama Party. Check out my commentary. I like to call it, I'm just saying, because sometimes I am just saying. It's just my opinion. It's what I think. Hey, you don't have to agree, but if you disagree, call us up. 914-803-4306. Hey, don't forget, they can catch us on uh, Twitter also at uh, apajamaparty.com, too. What's the number, Papa? 914-803-4306. Uh, I don't know how I got in the studio. Red Wine uh, came in here by himself, and me and Kettle just happened to come in and catch her stealing airtime. As you, you know, know, we're trying to do my own promo, and y'all just Right, okay. Check 
Nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time, nine fifteen CP time, right? Yep, that's right. CP time, nine fifteen. There you go. All right. All right, bartender. Hey. Bartender. Hey, is that Mr. Lowe? Hey, come on, Mr. Lowe, Mr. Bartender. I was trying to jiggle my eyes with my glasses. Oh, jiggle my eyes. All right, welcome to John Barry Wonder Hills, Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right. Uh, next up, we got the Red Wine with uh, I'm Just Saying. Uh, thank you so much. Take away. You know, I just got a quick one tonight. I wanted to talk about yet another injustice. Uh, this had to do with a situation with a black filmmaker. Uh, the brother was... Uh, his name is Damian Smith. He was uh, in the process of shooting a film, or I think it was a documentary, actually. But anyway, this happened in Los Angeles. So he's out there doing his thing, got his camera, you know. And it's interesting, his film that he was shooting was about police brutality. And and this brother is uh, one of the actors from, if you saw the series called Snowfall, he was in that. So, okay. He had a situation with the police going back to October 14th of last year where uh, upon arriving at his apartment, he encountered an unidentified man that was in his bedroom carrying a backpack and wearing his grandfather's watch. So this unidentified person had gone through his stuff, found Damien's grandfather's watch, put it on, had a backpack on. So, you know, it, it appeared to be a burglar. And then the burglar charged at Damien. So Damien grabbed his camping knife and cut the guy's hand. He told the man, lay on the floor, and held him there on the floor while he called 911 to report the burglary. Okay, so... When the cops come, they approach the back door of Damien's apartment, which was left open, and uh, Damien spotted the officers who came in with the guns drawn. Now, Damien is still standing over the burglar that he caught. He's standing over him with his camping knife, right? Got the burglar on the ground. The cops come through the back door, and the cops start shouting at Damien to drop the knife. He complied, and then he told them, I'm the one who called you. I'm the one who called the police for help. <laughs> the cops start shouting at him, get on the ground, get on the ground. And he's trying to explain to them, no, this guy that was on the ground is the burglar that I caught in my home. They're yelling at him to get on the ground. One of Damien's neighbors, who, you know, when the door was open, a woman named Tiffany Weisinger, she came downstairs because she heard all of this commotion. She came downstairs and she said that she saw that the cops had their guns drawn. So now she's screaming at the top of her lungs, he's the resident. He lives here. He's the resident. And then she heard a pop. So she starts crying because she thinks the cops just shot Damien right in front of her. Turns out they stunned him with the taser several times before the suspect got up and ran into the bedroom. And then he's still trying to tell him, I'm the one that called you. And they're telling him, shut up. And they're treating him with 
disrespect. They probably were cursing and everything else like we've seen them do on countless videos on their body cams. And they then they turned around and they handcuffed him and took Damien in for questioning in the back of a police vehicle. After they confirmed his identity, uh, a police captain ordered Damien to be released. However, Damien said not one person issued me any kind of apology. Nobody said, I'm so sorry about the mistake, sorry about getting tased, you know. No apology. They just disrespected this man. They disregarded when he tried to tell them, I'm the one who called you. I'm the one who lives here. This man infiltrated my home, this man that I'm holding a knife on. But y'all come in here, guns blazing, shouting and yelling at me. Now you tase me. You throw me in the back of a cop car. I got to go through all of this drama and trauma, and y'all can't even apologize? I'm just saying, yet another injustice. Why? Because he's a black man. He's out there doing his thing with his camera, trying to do his film, and all of this goes down? This doesn't make sense. Why does all this stuff keep happening? And like I said, he was out filming, then he came home and finds a burglar in his home. And now, as a result, Damien says he's still in shock over how all of this happened. He's in fear now of calling the police because of what happened. And like I said, he was shooting a documentary on police brutality. Now he's lived through it. And this all happened out in L.A. That was the LAPD that all of that happened. So, you know, now he's got a lawsuit that he's filing against the uh, Los Angeles Police Department. But, you know, I'm just saying that once again, here's a situation where you call the police for help, and next thing you know, you need help to save you from the dead on police. This stuff has got to stop. The police need to learn how to listen. I know that when they came in and you see a black man standing over, my assumption is that this this burglar must have been white because of the way they reacted. You got a black man with a knife standing over a white man, and you start yelling and screaming, telling him, drop the white, drop the knife, and do this and do that. He did. He complied. And what happened? He gets tased. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, you know, this kind of stuff, it goes on way too often, and it's got to stop. Yet another injustice. This is red wine, and I'm just saying, it's some more stuff going out in these, going on out in these streets. You know, we can only do but so much when we tell everybody, watch yourself, be careful, all of that stuff. And for what? You do the right thing, and you still end up in the back of a squad car. Stuff is out of hand. Yeah. I hope he gets every dime that's due him when he sues the Los Angeles Police Department. I don't blame him. But, I mean, just because he's a black man, they just assume, and that's effed up. Exactly. That's just fucked up. Because I cannot imagine that the the guy, the criminal, the, the burglar, I don't imagine that that was a black man. Because for them to automatically assume 
that the black man holding the knife is the person that's causing the problem. Right. And a neighbor is yelling at them, no, he's the one that lives here. He's the resident. Mm. They didn't even pay her any mind. Mm. They tased him anyway. Wow. Not once, multiple times. Like, is that how y'all get your jollies? Sound like so. All right. I'm going to keep it moving. Keep it moving. All right. Living for the city. All right. Um, What's happening in the city? I'm going to get back to the census like I was talking about earlier. And the point I was making with him is that he got all these eggs in one basket, and he's trying to be the great white hope. He's trying to change everything he thinks he can change and all that. But when you're doing all that, you're acting like we're stupid. Mm-hmm. Like we're we're just dumb black folks sitting back waiting for you to do whatever it is you want to do. Okay. And, you know, that's just too much power, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, he's been dealing with this primary thing, but nobody is. He hasn't proven who he is. But how do we know what you can do? All you're doing is telling us what we can't do, where you're making your business to control what, what black people talk about or learn mm-hmm. in schools, and everybody's following the tradition of it. But what you going to do once you retire mm-hmm. or you move on? And that that um, all that stuff is still fresh. And you haven't really accomplished nothing. You kept a couple of classes out of the library. You didn't keep everybody out of the library. Because <laughs> people have kids every day. Mm-hmm. And kids turn five, six, seven, you know, mm-hmm. every day. And what? whoever thought that you had the power to just dictate the whole scenario of how we all live in the world? Starting with Florida. I mean, DeSantis is, is losing his mind. He's everything. He He's yep. trying to follow the image of Trump because once Trump came in and showed how white people can actually act and get away with it, they don't want to give that up. Mm-hmm. They act like they're so apprehensive toward uh, Trump, but he's not worried. DeSantis could be setting this stuff up for the four years from now. Say we yeah, well let Trump get in there. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna stand up and do this and do that. But let Trump Trump go up and get in there because if you ain't got those right credentials, man, you ain't going nowhere. You know, ain't nobody giving nobody a bunch of anything to do anything today. You really got to have your your stuff together. And that's where he is. They, you know, they just everybody's stroking his ego and now that I see the sand he keeps going north and north and north when are you going to go back to Florida and watch the store every time I see him on the news he's he's doing something he got to do with the campaign the campaign yeah we're doing better we only got one out of that one but we're doing better we're doing better when are you going back to Florida to be the governor you know as long as you are gone from your original post something is going lacking Mm-hmm. That's the way life is when you own a lot of little things. So it's just it's just so interesting. I just don't I don't understand it. I really don't. I really don't understand it. And I just think the Santas need to come to a senses and, and show that uh you waiting to see what happened with 'cause the courts can't do nothing until they hear from him. 
So he's going to put himself in such a stalemate situation, and it's the little things that are going to take him down. Whether or not he can get on the stage as a uh, independent or whatever, you know, because they're going to need somebody for that. So it's very interesting, you know. So check it out. See what happens because this election is going to be unbelievable. Oh, yeah, I agree. Unbelievable. He's still running as a Republican. He thinks he's going to beat Trump. You got, uh, what's his name, Cornell West. He's running out of independent. Oh, please. Come here. <laughs> we, we talked about him a few weeks ago. Yay! Did he go to the barbershop? I don't think so. Did he put that black suit in the cleaners? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. That's your boy. I ain't going to talk about Oh, my gosh. That's not boys. my boy. I'm not going to touch that. No, I, I don't want to touch that one. Can touch it. You better know it. All right. Well, we'll take a quick break, and then we're coming back with Kettle. And uh, the Hollywood wrap-up. It's about that time. All right. This is the Pajama Party on Blog Talk Radio. The Pajama Party is produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment at www.dchomegrown.com. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the Pajama Party crew and you. So pick up the phone and dial 914-803-4306. That's 914-803-4306. And tell us what's on your mind. There's a big fluffy pillow reserved just for you at the Pajama Party. So call us now. And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Pass it on. Log on to www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen Live banner or call 914-803-4306. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party. Is it tea time, darling? You're listening to the Pajama Party Late Night Adult Talk Show. We've added a new segment to the show called the Kiss It List. Every week, we put people on this list who have done dumb stuff or have been irritating or just gotten on out of your nerves. So we call them out and put them on the Kiss It list, and we tell you why. If you have somebody you want to add to our Kiss It list, hit us on Twitter at apajamaparty and use hashtag KissIt, and we'll add them to the list. If you prefer to email your contenders, send them to info at apajamaparty.com. We'll call them out every Friday night at the end of the show, so get those names in. Now, let's get back to the Pajama Party crew and more of the show. This DJ, would you mind turning it up a notch? Oh, how rude! Oh, you're on the kiss it list. Uh, welcome back to the John Party One and Papa G. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. <laughs> All right. Um, as we look down the list here, we up to the um, Hollywood wrap-up. Oh, yeah. Come on. Mm. Come on. Fire it up. Hollywood. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Hollywood. All Take right. it away. Thank you very much, Mr. Papa Diddy. Britney Spears, haven't oh. heard her name in a while. Well, kind of sore we have. But Will I Am have not heard his name. They released a new song called Mind Your Business. Okay, now. 
as was released today. The new song focuses on Spears' experiences being followed by paparazzi and people's obsession with her as a high-profile musician. Uh, it serves uh, as a union for both artists who in 2021 released the hit um, Scream and Shout, which peaked at number three on the Billboard chart. 100. They did. And was the first number one song on uh, the then newly established Dance Electronic Songs chart. Um, they were talking to Will I Am earlier today, and he was um, all for the AI um, uh, in the music. Okay. He said, bring it on. You know, artificial. You say that now. But I think he's been using that for a long time with his music. I mean, it's nothing new to him. So Well, he does a lot of computer-generated stuff, right. but that's different from AI. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. Kind of one and the same to me, but okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so check out the new music. Also, Jamie Foxx is in the news. In the news. He was spotted, um, and he had uh, this is his first photo since the um, since medical emergency. Everybody knows about that, but they don't know what actually happened. He appeared in good health as he took a photo of himself um, to share publicly for the first time since his April medical complication. Um, dang, Fox is 55. Damn, boy. Is he really? Good. Yeah. He was in Vegas over the past few days. Damn, hot as hell in Vegas <laughs> to work on a campaign with the um, uh, the Bet MGM a sports betting company connected with the MGM Resort. Yeah, so. Okay. All right. So, kudos to him. He said he got a lot more things coming up as well. So, um, we shall see. They said they renewed the um, um, Beach Shazam thing um, as well. I think they renewed that. Okay. Uh, because Nick Cannon, he was taking over that for a minute. So, um yeah. So Jamie's going back to that? And that's what he said. Okay. Yeah, I'll be back. That show is not the same without him. Yeah, it's, it's different. I have to say it's a different vibe. But I, It is. It's different. I like the vibe that Nick Cannon gives, but, you know, it, it is totally different. I right? don't. Okay. I've watched it. Mm-hmm. I still like the show. Right. But, but to me, I can't connect different. to that vibe. I got you. Yeah. Right. You're not Nick Cannon. Yeah, it's something just off. Okay. I don't have anything against Nick. Okay. I just feel like something just I don't oh, connect oh, to. Yeah. Okay, I got you. James Fox fans. It's all good. Um, Tiffany Haddish. Miss Thing, she's kind of been all over the map. She opens about uh, her um, eight miscarriages and the messy end um, of her relationship with Common. Wow. Because oh. um, she's not able to have any children. She had um, what is it called? Injury, in, indio. Oh, in in right? Yeah, diagnosed with that, mm. and so um, she was has been taking classes the last year to adopt. She wants to adopt some children, so but she said her in common. Um, he kind of uh, pushed away, and uh, he became distant. So it was more or less on common, not her. He said it was one of you know the best relationships she's she has been in. Um, they had fun, had a good time, had good laughs, but um, I think he felt as if, I, I guess it kind of ran its course, but uh, she was still having a good time. Um, also, Sophia Vergara and uh, her husband, um, Joe, what's the phone, Maganola, um, he filed for divorce. They were together for seven years, 
he's uh, he's 46, and the girl, she's older. She's about 50-something. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, she's older. Yeah, so... um, He works it out. Yeah. Uh, She's 51. Okay. Um, So she has an older son, um, but um, I think they, when they got together... They talked about children, but I think she decided, okay, I don't want any more children. That one was enough, so I think he wanted more children, so, hey. Well, at 51, I don't know how many children she was thinking she was going to have, but. Yeah, I mean, maybe she said that to get them, so you never know. But anyway. Um, also, Oklahoma is home to a new theme park, a $2 billion theme park. Hmm. Um, this is, and this location may surprise you. 1,000 acre development named American Heartland Theme Park and Resort is scheduled to open in 2026. Um, northeastern uh, Oklahoma City of Anita, um, this, uh, Missouri based Mansion Entertainment Group, that's who is doing it. Amusement Park itself will cover 125 acres. Wow. Which is according to developers comparable to in size to Florida's Magic Kingdom and Disneyland in California. Okay. It will have themed entertainment with a variety of entertaining rides, live shows, family attractions, waterways, and of course fine dining restaurants. Mm. They're going to have six distinctly American lands: the Great Lands, Bayou Bay, Big Timber Falls, Stony Point Harbor. Liberty Village in um, Electro College. Interesting. They also will have a 300-room hotel, indoor water park, and adjacent 320-acre RV park, and a 300-cabin campground. Well, I hope that works out for them. Named Three Ponies. Looks like a wonderland. It looks nice. Let's check it out. Look but don't, don't, I don't know. I was just going to ask, um, isn't Oklahoma one of those states that gets hit with a lot of uh, tornadoes and stuff? I'm not sure. I don't know. Hopefully not, but okay. Okay. And the uh, two hoopla movies to go see is, of course, Barbie and Oppenheimer. You guys go check it out if you're a Barbie fan. Papa Didi. (laughs) Okay. Half. Okay, and, uh, you know, everybody's wearing pink. Everybody, everybody. And last but not least, Tony Bennett, one of the most beloved voices in the history of American music, dies at 96. He uh, provided the soundtrack for generations of romantic evenings and proved that uh, his timeless brand of standards could have broad, consistent appeal as the music industry shifted uh, with the rise of rock and rap. I mean, hey, him and Lady Gaga, hey, they were it for a minute. They mm-hmm. were traveling everywhere. Um, so I'm, I'm quite sure she's taking it pretty hard as well. Probably so. Yeah. God rest his soul. Yeah. Did you hear anything on Vanna White? Uh, and Vanna White, what, she's doing a partial contract or something? Yeah, it was something about a, she's come up, some they've come to an agreement. Apparently, Vanna wanted more money to do the celebrity Wheel of Fortune or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I think they ended up settling for something like 100000 per episode mm-hmm. or something like that. 
Because she makes, I think they said she makes something like half, half of what, of what yeah. Sajak yeah. makes. Yeah. And uh, she was just saying she wanted to, you know, get paid. Mm-hmm. She wanted more money. Mm-hmm. So they came up with some kind of an, a, a contract agreement on that. Okay. I thought she was going to leave, too, when he, whenever he leaves. But I guess she wants to hang in there. Because what I read, I thought it was only referencing the celebrity uh, Wheel of Fortune. So, uh, so that's, that's the only one she's going to be doing? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Apparently, um, she hasn't been on Celebrity Wheel of Fortune because of the contract dispute. Gotcha. So I guess now she's coming back, but they've agreed on something. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. And you know. know what? That bothers me. Why are you going to put that out there that she's making half of what Pat AJ? That's between him and his lawyers and his contract and the her contract. And yeah, them. and her and her contract. Right. You know. Those people just, you know, feel like they're going to air it all out like that. That's the bottom, yep. Yeah, that's not cool. Yep. All right, uh, let's see. Let's go to the phone line. Pick up a caller. Hello, caller. Welcome to the Pajama Party Show. Go right ahead with your comment. Uh, thanks for having me. I just wanted to comment on two things from... Uh, uh, Kettle's Hollywood wrap-up. The theme park in Oklahoma is, I don't know when they first started planning this, but the group that got together hired a ton of former Disney employees yeah. and designers, yeah. and uh. they got backing. They suddenly got a lot of backing money to mm-hmm. make this move forward. Mm-hmm. Um I, I think it's really interesting that they're doing this patriotic theme park thing at a time mm-hmm. when Disney is at odds with DeSantis and all the other people who are, are you know, chanting that, you know, America is not great, if you understand what I'm saying. But um, mm-hmm. they're going to a state that they'll only be able to be open six to seven months top a year. And it's the third most prone state for tornadoes. That's what I thought. I said, isn't that so, like Tornado Alley Pass? But I really just think that this is it's red meat for the MAGA and the you know anti Disney crew. Yeah, it's really interesting because they've been talking about it a lot, and they talked about how expensive Disney tickets are, and. The interesting part of that for me is I don't think people understand why they're expensive. Are they expensive? Absolutely. But a day ticket at Disney may cost you like $106 if you're not a Disney res- a Florida resident. A day ticket to Hershey Park is 86 Mm, okay. And people need to think about things in context. I just wonder where they got all of this backing money from all of a sudden. Because they've been kind of talking about it for a couple of years, and now all of a sudden it's a reality, and they're going to be open for the RV park in 24. Oh, the and RV park is opening next year? Yes, and the park, the theme park is due to open in 25. Wow. So I think it's very suspect that they suddenly got this huge influx of cash now that Disney is, is fighting the GOP. Wow. And there, there okay. some areas are touting it as an anti-woke park. Which of is course. Really oh. 
That does not surprise me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, the other thing I want to say, just to add, just make sure, as much as I love the Iger fight with DeSantis, and I hope he wins, he needs to be on the kissed list for all his other stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sounds good. We're going to keep all of them on the kiss it list because I think all of them got some mess with them. Mm-hmm. Iger, yes. DeSantis, all of them. And the, right. the last thing I, I want to say just to, to make sure you know, in that fight that they're having with um, the writers and the actors, the yes. UK has put some laws in place to, to guarantee that content creators get 20, keep 25% ownership of their content. It's an actual law. They need to do something like that here. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. What's up? I love that. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for the call. Yeah, that's good info. We were going to talk about that tonight, too. Yeah, that strike is still going. People are standing strong. Fran Drescher, the president of the uh, Actors Union, has been on it. Yeah, she's been on it. And she's not backing down. I don't blame. I wanted to add on the caller. Um, I was just looking up who Mansion Entertainment Group is. Mm-hmm. Check this out. Mansion Entertainment Group is on the verge of becoming the most powerful entity in family entertainment, with its unparalleled expertise across film, television, animation, music, theater, and family immersive entertainment experience. Oh, so they just all across the board. Right. But I would like to know who who is the parent company of them. Like you said, it's probably an entity for them to, to go. Yeah. And to be. Sounds like their fingers are in all the pies. Yeah. Because just the uh, parks that they were talking about was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, six different parks. But uh, we'll see. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we're down to the kiss it list now. Uh, Papa Didi, what's the kiss it list? Well, the kids list is people that showed their butt, and we kind of honor them for that. <laughs> okay. We're going to call them out. All right. All right. Uh, who are we starting out with? Let's yeah. start with Iger, the president of Disney, and okay. DeSantis, the yes. government, governor of Florida. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or as, uh, who was that black actress who called him the, uh, what did she call him, the Grand, uh, the Grand Wizard? Oh, okay. I think she said the Grand Wizard of Florida. She said the Grand Wizard, oh, I'm sorry, the governor, and people were like, ooh. <laughs> so call him out. The, um, the ghost lady? Yes, the woman who married a ghost and then divorced him through oh, an exorcism. God, no, <laughs> he divorced my baby. Oh, my gosh, yeah, put her on the kiss it list. Mm-hmm. I mean, just anyway, we ain't going to talk about her anymore. Okay. Uh, also, the the person who let loose those rabbits that Papa Didi was talking about, right. you put this 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 species of rabbit. She let them out, mm-hmm. and now it's a problem trying to rein them in. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the cops who tased that brother in L.A. and didn't apologize, put him on the kiss it list. Uh, that particular cop or whoever it was. Uh, what was the restaurant that added that twelve dollar? Uh, finding farmers. Founding farmers. Yeah. Put them on the kiss it list. Okay. So just okay. adding that fee for mental wellness that you try to pass on. Um. Also, I've got the the KCON Fest. This is the annual Korean pop culture festival that's held in L.A. 
known for their K-pop performances, apparently they had a thing where they were hiring people, and it said they were looking for female applicants and listed the ethnicity desired as Asian, white, slash, European descent. Mm-hmm. Now, how you going to put something out there like that? What's that again? They were looking for either Asian or white European descent females to work for this company and requested a headshot. Mm -hmm. So they were looking for people to look a certain way Mm -hmm. between ages of 18 and 30. Mm -hmm. Like, so you're just going to discriminate against everybody of color for these kind of jobs. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for the racist act by the KCON Festival, Korean Pop Festival, they're on the kissing list. Mm-hmm. Uh, we said DeSantis already. Did we have anybody else? Oh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah, now she was acting up. Of course she is. Mm-hmm. She's been acting a fool this week as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, what's his name from the Commanders that sold the team? Snyder, uh, Snyder. Mm-hmm. Dan Snyder. <laughs> Put him on the kissing list. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody else? Um, it was somebody else. It was a congressperson who now I can't remember their name, who when another a, a congressperson of color was saying that insulin should be free, he responded by saying, well, then you should just go out and pick crops for free. Mm. Like, what has that got to do with, you know, but see, once again, People have this racist mentality, and they just say stuff and throw it out there, and then they want to act all shocked when people call them out for it. Like, oh, I didn't mean it like that. Well, that's what came out your mouth. I think most of the stuff is true, what they say. Hey, and the Florida Board of Education for passing this ridiculous um, uh, curriculum to rewrite history with some bull crap. You trying to soften it, you know. What happened, happened. Admit it. Right. Uh, let's see. Anybody else, Papa Didi? Did we miss anybody? Sorry, Who? That's it? Yeah. Okay. What we got for him? Well, we got something special for him. And here it is. Kiss my entire My ass. You can All right, welcome back to John Party One. Who's Papa Didi? I'm here with Kevin. Hello. Name Red One. Bonsoir, darling. We're down to the last word. Papa Didi, what's your last word? My last word is that um, I just think that people should not forget how old DeSantis is. <laughs> 44 years old. Or how young. How young he is. Yep. Mm-hmm. He just 
is full with a bunch of white privilege. Mm-hmm. 44 years, you have not learned all you need to learn. You've been taught this stuff from your your own particular forefathers who was on a uh, continuous loop that taught you the same old shit when it came to black people. Like, we're all connected and we're all related and we all are can be taken down so easy. He doesn't realize the staying power that, that black people possess. No. And you got to understand what you're going to be in charge of because all you've been up in, you've been up in all these places. You've been in Vermont. You've been in uh, wherever, New Hampshire. When are you going back to Florida to run the fucking state that you're in charge of? Because yeah. all you, every time I see you, you you somewhere doing a farm area up in, in Jersey or whatever, you, whatever you're doing. You go where you want to go, but you don't go to Florida. Don't leave that nest too long. Somebody buck around and come and steal it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, but, uh, he's not a favorite of mine, so uh, <laughs> we gathered. You know. All right. So that's your last word. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, my last word is shout out to Lena Chanel, who sings the theme song for the Pajama Party Show. Mm-hmm. She just celebrated a birthday this week. So, happy birthday, Lena Chanel. Uh, much love to you. And um, to everybody who's out on the picket line, standing for what's right with the Writers Guild and the Actors Union, SAG and AFTRA, stay strong, get what's yours. Because they doing y'all dirty. Get what's yours. That's my last word. Mm. Over to you, Kev. What's your last word? Um, a few things. Um, about this crazy stuff going on in the D.C. area, DMV. I'm tired of these young folks out here just shooting and killing each other. Doesn't make any sense. Um, something's going on. I'll see the mayor and everybody else. We got a new police chief in D.C. Kudos to um, D.C. And uh, the mayor just signed something, um, emergency bill, Thursday night. And the next morning, there's a shooting at Fort Totten uh, Metro Station. Wow. Um, you know, fighting over a gun. Come on now. Mm. So, I don't know. I think if these young folks knew about their history, they would do much better. Um, you mentioned the, um, I don't know how you pronounce it, the Oklahoma Massacre in 1920. Yes. People need to go back and, and, and read their history and find out, you know, what has gone on over the years because mm-hmm. it's just like history repeating itself. Kind of reminds me of the Wild Wild West now, you know. Um, it's sad to say, but you can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. Um, you're just shooting and killing innocent people and for no reason. So all I can tell you folks out there, Young and old, got to stay covered. And old folks, y'all know what I'm talking about. So There it is. Stay covered, stay safe, and uh, see you next week. All right. Well, that'll wrap it up for us. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, hope you enjoyed the show. You can check us out online at apajamaparty.com. Uh, You can find previous episodes as well as tonight's episodes if you'd like to play it back and get anything you missed or just 
hear something again that you enjoy. Um, I guess that's it. Oh, you can find us wherever you get your podcast: Stitcher, Google, Deezer, uh, Apple, iTunes. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Wherever you get your podcast, we're probably there. So check us out. And on that note, we're going to get on out of here and say goodnight. Say goodnight, Papa Diddy. Good night, everybody. Say goodnight, Kettle. Goodnight. Peace out. Stay safe. All right. And this is Red Wine saying goodnight. See you next time. Adios. Sayonara. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabadeji, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Hey, 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 hey,